everything that makes country racing great. This is Bushbeat on Radio Tab. They straighten up with about 250 left to go and El Rover on the rails has the lead but no refund pounces on the outside. London Ruler, Zillator down the outside. Fab's Cowboy, he's coming through the centre. El Rover narrowly in front and uh, Fab's Cowboy drives through. Fab's Cowboy goes on and takes the win. Win number 49 for the Cowboy. First up from the spell, gets the win over... A photo finish, El Jaroba battling on strongly. No refund had its chance in the... Yes, Fab's Cowboy racking up win number 49, taking out the flying at Blackall on the weekend. As we welcome you to Bushbeat for another week here on Radio Tab, rounding up all of the country racing news. More on that Blackall program with the Blackall Cup going to Pallet and qualifying now for the Country Cups Challenge uh, final coming up in December at Doombin. We'll talk about the Innisfail Cup program on Saturday where Silent Explorer qualified for the Stampede. And the Cup went to Airborne. The Baringa Cup at Mitchell taken out by Coins Road. Our Cups runneth over. It was Stanthorpe Cup Day Saturday and Dreamtime are successful there. Wandai Cup Day Saturday, a win for Lily Barr as part of her winning treble aboard Not Liable. And plenty of other news as we roll through Bushbeat this morning. Helping us out with the news as always is Rob Luck. Good morning, Rob. Yeah, good morning, Tony. I hope the uh, the weather's fine in Brisbane because it's starting to cloud in out here in the central west, Tony, with some big rains predicted that might impact on race meetings on the weekend. I think we're getting something else very similar. Not too bad today, but, yeah, the uh, the forecast looks a little dire as far as racing is concerned as we head towards the weekend. I think not just across much of Queensland, across just about all of the eastern seaboard of Australia, all the way down through New South Wales, Victoria, it uh, could be a bit of a diabolical Saturday. But worry about that when we get to the weekend. Oh, definitely, and it's lovely to see that green grass when you're travelling around and uh, instead of bare dirt. And look, uh, lovely to open with that win of Fab's Cowboy on the weekend at Blackhall, Tony. What a wonderful country champion this 11-year-old Greenwood Lake is now ringing, ringing up win number 49. Start number 130, mind you. 34 minor placings, and uh, Tyler Leslight again indicated after the race how this, this galloper just loves the apprentices on and, and really helps make the win... Uh, for them, he indicated he, he felt he was in a little bit of trouble earlier. I noticed in the stewards' report he got uh, a little bit of trouble for a reprimand for using the whip uh, for extra times before the 100 metres. But, Tony, can I just indicate to you a story that Billy Johnson uh, and to our listeners, um, that Billy Johnson indicated, and an emotional Billy Johnson when he did this, I can recall going back a little bit, Fab's Cowboy was scratched from a race at um, Mount Isa but apparently on the way there at Winton, he had picked up a, uh, a weed infection and uh, Billy went to great lengths to thank the Clermont vets. The vets up in Clermont basically saved the life of Fab's Cowboy. He was in a near-death experience uh, following that trip and uh, Billy was very emotional to, to have his great mate Fab's Cowboy back and he really was thankful of what the work did by the Clermont vets in uh, saving him and, and what a training performance then to come back and have that win over no refund at El Jaroba and uh, just too strong in the end. Um, track might have sued him and all those things, but let's recognise a great bush champion um, as we were able to do with win number 49 on the weekend. Yeah, quite amazing, isn't it? 130 starts, 49 wins, and as you say, 34 minor placings. Prize money, 388,000. Doesn't sound much in this day and age, but when you consider the, uh, the amount of uh, race starts that he's had along the way, uh, and a lot of those race wins would have only been, you know, eight and 10,000 here, there and everywhere. 388 is still a pretty fair effort. And given that he started, and I 
think one now in every region, every zone in uh, Queensland. He's represented the stable brilliantly in um, Battle of the Bushes and Stampedes and Country Cups. I mean, he is the the benchmark in terms of the country champions, Fab's Cowboy. And uh, Billy's done a great job, as I said, first run since June. And uh, look, there's more wins in store as he tries to nail that... Um, that record, I th- I've just forgotten off the top of my head, but I think it's something like 52 wins he's got to uh, hit. Um, but uh, good luck to Connections going forward with the Cowboy. We'll come back to that Blackhall program and talk about the uh, the Blackhall Cup win from Pallet and uh, now qualifying for the Country Cups final at Doombin in December. We're going to talk more about the other uh, qualifiers as well coming out of the Stanthorpe program. But we want to focus right now on the Innisfail card from the weekend. Innisfail Cup Day that also had a country stampede qualifier, but it was a bittersweet day because it was also the final day at the track for one particular jockey, as you'll hear in the call here from Bluey Forsyth. So they head down toward the 800 metre mark. They'll start their swing now off the back of the course and onto the side. And Isabella Tashi has not moved on airborne and given the sweet ride in front, led by about a half a length. Southern Swing and Pietro Romeo just inching a little bit closer. Pauzy's got the third on New King in his final race ride of his ever career that spans over five and six decades. They were followed then by... The beat goes on, and Selsa Dreaming is last of all, and Shredder's following Pawsey through. Into the straight, Isabella Tay, she shakes up the leader now, airborne. Selsa Dreaming and Romeo moved up on the outside. They've got it between them at the moment. New King is coming, but I don't think quick enough. Little Airborne is in front here for Isabella Tay. She got away in the cup, and Airborne will win for Isabella Tay, the Innisfail Cup from second Southern Swing. Selsa Dreaming got third for Rachel Shred and then back at the rear was New King and the beat goes on. Isabella Tay taking out the uh, Innisfail Cup aboard the Charlie Hoffman trained Airborne. It was a, uh, a winning double rob for both ladies on the day but picking up on something Bluey said there in the call last race ride for Shane Pawsey. Peter Rowe is joining us this morning on Bushbeat. G'day Pete. Morning Tony. Morning Rob. How are we? Yeah good morning to you Peter and uh, look, Innisfail has to rate as one of the nicest looking tracks when you look at it and one of the best tracks in far north Queensland, I'd say. And uh, a great way for a very talented jockey and Shane Pawsey to go out, although not getting the win, uh, would have been an emotional day for Shane. Yeah, um, Innisfail track raced perfectly, as you said. It, it looks amazing. It it could be a TAB track, no worries at all, when it's right in Innisfail. And it was a, a good cup day. The crowd was massive, um, good racing and... It was a bit of a sad day. Shane's one of the gentlemen of racing up here and he's taught quite a few people a lot of things like up-and-coming riders and he's the most honest, down-to-earth bloke you'll meet. And He didn't go out a winner, but he gave everything he rode an absolute peach of a chance. He almost got there in the maiden. and um, oh yeah, it, was, it, was a, it was a sad day for him and the family. The, the, two of the girls were there, two of his daughters were there to watch. And um, The positive is he hangs the, the saddle and boots up a, a healthy fella, so... Um, yeah, it was wasn't a good day for him in the fact that you know we were hoping he got a winner, but he got home safe. That's the main thing. Any idea what he's going to do now? Is he going to be uh, staying around racing? I hope we don't lose someone of of his skill and expertise. Well, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but um, I know his daughter Jade's um, wanting to be an apprentice, so she's got the best teacher possible. So if that's the way she goes, and, and I know she started riding a bit of work, she's just out injured at the moment. She had a horse jump on her at the races, but. I dare say if, if she chooses the, the career of race riding, Dad will be a number one fan and number one uh, mentor. So I don't think we'll lose him 
for good. And he's always the type of bloke that if anyone wants to ring him and ask him a question, I know he's helped Braden, I know he's helped Christian quite a lot. Um, he'll, he'll answer the phone and, and he'll be the first one there to help. Yeah, we wish uh, Shane all the best going forward. And uh, look, uh, the Innisfail Cup, the feature event on the program, of course, it wrapped up a race-to-race double for Charlie Hoffman. But this charm spirit, obviously, you could see favouritism there after a second at Townsville at its last run. Um, what's the background with uh, Airborne, um, Pete? Uh, where's he come from and uh, where do you think his prospects lie down the track? It sounds yeah, like he's a pretty small horse too. Uh, I think... Uh... I don't know where where that came from. <laughs> I think Bluey was about to call little, say little Isabella Tay, but oh, right. the horse mixed up. No, he's quite <laughs> a nice nice type of horse. Um, it's his first prep up in the north to Charlie, and I suppose it's taken a while for him to get race fitting. Um, is genuine stayer. He, he led Isabella Tay just outrode everybody in that race. I'll give her a ten out of ten ride. She dictated in front. She had the weight swing on Southern Swing, who was probably on on form, probably the hardest to beat, and and she just got away with cheap sectionals in front and, yeah, picked up under the with the claim and, and, and got away from Southern Swing. He was doing his best work on the line again. He's as tough as they come. He's run second now in the last two country cups. And um, Salsa Dreaming was an honest third. Troy Clive come all the way from Townsville for the one runner. Um, it was disappointing to see only a five-horse horse, um, cup field, which we've seen the last couple of meetings at Gordonville and Innisfail. But I suppose you've got to expect something like that when we don't have too many staying races in the north, and then usually when you know the Cairns Cup, Townsville Cup, and the amateurs are all over, the the like you know the horses head back down south, and we don't have too many stayers. So only a small field, but was a good field, and we head to Cooktown for the the last cup of the season. And I dare say most of these horses, or three or four of these horses, will appear there, and then you'll have the up and coming ones down in the grades having a crack at the Cooktown Cup because it's probably the weaker of the, of the cups up this way. The other cup. Uh, on the program, Charlie Hoffman took as well uh, the benchmark 60 that uh, had the Trainers Cup name linked to it and a sacred falls in all, Always Sacred. This time, Scotty Sheargold on board. Yeah, it shot away at the top of the straight. Actually, it put a good two or three lengths on him in about 50 metres and um, it was a very impressive win. Uh, I think I think it'll be one to watch in the future. It might even head to Cooktown um, it's on, on its way up at the, the Trainers' Cups, usually, you know, where you send your ones that aren't quite up to the, the Innisfail Cup, um, a bit lower grade, and it, it won really impressively. Eero was tough to the line, 60 kilos, and it was doing its best work the last 100. And, and Forsetti, it was an eye-catcher. It come from last, Forsetti. was tailed off in the early, like, probably the first 200 metres. Wouldn't have been able to see the leaders, and it rocketed home for third. So um, it's one to watch out of that race. We're going to leave the Stampede qualified to last, but it was a day of doubles. Uh, Isabella Tay, of course, had an earlier winner, and James Baker, uh, the opening double on the program. Yeah, she's marvellous for Albie Molino and James took out the first. She was tardy away. She was a short price favourite. And after they'd gone 100 metres, you thought, oh, gee, over 900 in this well, it was well back and out wide. But um, she took charge of James, went around them, hit the front, and... Only just got there. Philly Slater kept kicking the whole way up the straight, having its first run for Chris and Olander. And Massa Red loves running a placing. It was as honest as ever in third. And then the local Air Force ace um, brought up the double for James Baker. Steve Petiris, um, this gelding, he he was well, any part of five or six lengths in front on the point of the turn and looked like it was going to just absolutely walk in. Um, but the eye-catcher for Shane Pawsey and, and Dad, it was Actories having its first start. He was... Not too sure about the racing caper for the first furlong and was out the back and him and Minius were making ground on this winner. But I think 
anything around the 900 to the 1,000 Air Force Ace, I'll be winning a couple more races. Yeah, Isabella Tay third in that race for your Minius, but uh, she b- backed up on the following one to, well, it was the first of her leg of the double, Albie Molino with Listen, Listen, and that again proved the form coming out of Bowen because I noticed that She's Marvellous had won at Bowen and this one had run second at Bowen last week. Yeah, it was a good win. It sat on speed. There was plenty of speed and Isabella drew out wide, so just elected to, to let it roll and sat outside the leader and at the top of the straight, it looked like a two or three horse race. Snapchat was the favourite and it loomed up behind him like it was going to go past them. But listen, listen, and RDB um, had plenty of fight left in him. And um, Albie's horses are going good at the moment. Uh, well, we bought two for two, and I think Focus, had it not been scratched in the stampede, would have been a really good chance too. So um, with the two kilos off there, Isabella bought it in four kilos lighter than RDB. And I think that was a proven fact of the last couple of bounds. And RDB was second, having it the second run to Alex Mellos coming off a win in the second. So it's in good form. And Sunny excels. It always bobs up at long prices, and it did that to run third. Well, that feature, the Stampede Qualifier, the Canadian Club Johnson River um, Stampede Qualifier. Over the 1,200 metres now, Silent Explorers, Stephen Massingham and Masayuki Abe. Um, look, I don't think this is uh, qualified in terms of non-tab runs. Tony will have that detail up, although I, I, earlier on it wasn't on the Racing Queensland website. But this Luke de Vega, he proved his favouritism and uh, too strong in the end. But, uh, Pete, he probably hasn't got the non-tab runs behind him. No, I don't think he has as of yet. And I, I don't know whether or not they'll go that way because he's more the competitive tab race mm-hmm. than Silent Explorer. Um, top weight and, and rightfully so. He, he jumped, he led. Everyone had their chance to run him down, but he was just a class above him. Gdansk, as honest as they come, run second. I think um, I was talking to Megan and Dave after the race, and I think it'll qualify if Silent Explorer doesn't go down. It's got the runs up its sleeves. And Archiquila, the old girl, she's back from injury, and she's racing really well. Ran another nice race for third. Um, interesting to see Fast Train went into this. It was the winner of the Gordon Vale Cup. And I think that um, they're just trying to qualify him for the Country Cups final. So only beaten four and a half lengths behind a quality sprinter. I think it'll it'll be one to watch come finals time. Yeah, fast trains that interest out of there, as you say, that little bit of an extra non-tab run there. And, uh, yeah, Tony, I'm not sure if they've got the up-to-date um, results up yet on the Racing Queensland website for those horses that are qualified or not. No, they haven't been updated this morning, Rob, for those uh, qualifiers for the Stampede out of Stanthorpe and Innisfail on the weekend. But I think uh, you're both dead right uh, that there hasn't been sufficient non-tab uh, starts there for Silent Explorer. He's been doing most of his racing around Cairns and Townsville at provincial programs like that, um, trying to uh, sort of update things as we run through this morning. But, yeah, I think you're, you're right, Pete. At this stage, it uh, doesn't look like he's qualified, but certainly does uh, for Pietro and Megan Purvis with Gdansk. Yeah, and it was it was a good run, Gdansk. He's, he's always thereabouts. And in a, you know, a country stampede, I think it would be more than competitive. You're off to Cairns today. Uh, anything you can steer us towards? Oh, look, it's tough racing. There's only small fields of rails out, so it'll all be dependent on how the track races. But I think my best chance will be early in the first. I've got a little filly called Pocket Fugitive, who's I'm actually about 20 to 1, but you can put a line through a first start. She come out and did a bit of a dipsy doodle out of the gates and put on an exhibition, radio exhibition, but she's trialled really well since then. And she's a half to a really nice horse um, that Gemma Riley's got called Claymore over the border in Victoria. So I think if she finds her best, she'll be competitive. But you've got to go with the old faithful old Desert Cowboy. I think he's 10 to 1. He's 
in the small field. Lacey Morrison returns to the saddle today um, after an injury layoff, and I think he's probably definitely worth an each-way bet. Yeah, they've already come for him. He's into 7.50 and 3.30 still each way, but in uh, just a field of... Uh, oh, no, there's uh, no field of seven there. Uh, and yours is out to $26. I've given it an extra turn on the board for you, Pocket Fugitive at first. <laughs> well, I think I think if she gets away and does everything right, she's definitely definitely a chance. Good on you, Pete. Always great to catch up with all the news out of the, uh, the far north. Thank you very much, guys. There's uh, Peter Rowe having a look back at the Innisfail Cup program on the weekend. And, yes, Rob, we're trying to keep a tally on some of these ones that are qualified or aren't qualified. For example, I'm having a look at the Stanthorpe program, which we'll get to soon. Uh, Dreamtimer, the one, the, uh, the Stanthorpe Cup, uh, has only had the one country start. It's not out of the realms of possibility to say you can squeeze the five in before then getting to the Country Cups Challenge final at Durban in December. But, hey, here we are, middle of October. It's going to be pretty tricky for that one compared to the tenor for John Dan taking out the Stampede qualifier has already had four country starts from what I can see. So getting one more in before December doesn't look too bad there at all. Pallet that we're about to hear won the Blackall Cup on the weekend uh, certainly looks qualified. And, uh, yeah, it's just going to be tricky to uh, keep track of these as we roll through. Yeah, and uh, the one you mentioned there, and I did check with Betty Waldron before the race, Tony, and he indicated to me it's Palais. Okay. Um, it's not a pallet, he said. <laughs> and I thought it would have been pallet, as in the food pallet, but he said Palais, and I said, you mean like the soccer player? And he said, yep, go with that. So I was very conscious of that, as we can hear Palais uh, take out that Country Cups qualifier and definitely one that is uh, going to be uh, qualified for Brisbane. Palais is really going well as they come down towards the 400 metres mark. Has a three-length lead on Halcyon House. Bottom line around the outside. Leader further in front. Four lengths in front of the uh, the two chasing. And then we've got Yule, my hero, Soul there. Gypsy Biker back along the rails in burden, but Palais to the centre of the track, goes for the whip on it and shoots clear. Palais has got the Blackhall Cup lined up and won for 2022. Off to Brisbane for the country qualifiers through the line. Wins for Benny Waldron by about six on the line. Helsian House second, bottom line third. Gypsy Biker from the tail of the field into fourth. Palais with Brooke Richardson in the saddle taking out the Blackhall Cup. Been through a few stables before getting to Ben Waldron, uh, Rob. Uh, Peter Fleming had Palais before that, prior to Peter with Josh Manselman, uh, prior to Joshua with Scott Morrissey at the Gold Coast. And yes, it's certainly uh, qualified, having done its, uh, well, even just its last five uh, starts have been at Blackhall, Eidsvold, Springshaw, Roma and St George. So it's seen a bit of the countryside with the Waldron stable and, yeah, looks like a, a, a very good uh, horse to be able to aim towards that Country Cups final. Yeah, and Ben had a uh, two-race uh, venue uh, winning day with a Mitchell winner we'll hear later. And uh, and this call, uh, he was really surprised, the $6 odds, because it had come off, I think, a third in Eidsvold behind Vanasta and a win before that. And it's a front runner. Now, this track, we were very pleased to be able to race at Blackhall on the weekend after some rain on the Friday. And the track played really well getting through the day. Uh, but it was the front runners at the end of the day that really favoured. And look, Brooke Richardson had one goal in mind, get to the front, just pace the race... And and shoot clear coming into the home turn. It's a shortish straight. And Palais, uh, and I'm just dropping, by the way, Ben described the 
the uh, the naming of it or the pronunciation. If we drop the T, that's where the Palais, I suppose, comes from. <laughs> uh, and he'll he'll correct me if I'm wrong if he's listening this morning. We were trying to get him on this morning, but couldn't uh, couldn't get him. But uh, he's got a real chance here because he mentioned that this particular mayor, and she's a better than ready, which, by the way, uh, side the last two winners on the program and both led all the way. He had it ready last year, but she chipped knees uh, in both uh, both knees in the uh, Roma Cup uh, meeting last year, and he thought she was a real chance then. So, oh, look, this horse can run out the uh, 1,600, and uh, it's going to be sitting on the pace, and you'll need something strong to get past it. So I think Brooke Richardson was pretty keen after the race about its chances, and Brooke's already had plenty of experience and associates well with the Ben Waldron stable. So very strong winner over Halcyon House and... Uh, Bottom line, and uh, bottom line's another one that's come through the Cups runs and looking for that qualification. He's had a placing in the Cloncurry one as well. So a possibility that he could end up going as well down the track. But um, as I mentioned, Morricone, the previous race winner, are better than ready. Uh, Tess Townsend and Dave Rewald is another one that led all the way at decent odds over Real Hussey for Benny Waldron and uh, Brooke Richardson and uh, almost a race-for-race double for the Waldron stable with Barney's Blaze coming from the back of the field. But Morricone leading all the way and that gave David Rewald a double because the race prior, he and Tessa combined for Tessa's opening leg of the double with Viking Raid. A horse that came back from 1,800 to 1,200 after the Junder run, this helmet being in the money at its last three and uh, it... Led early, then she tucked it in behind the leaders and then pulled out in the straight down the centre of the uh, running and was too strong for Music Award and Sacred Stream at lovely odds of around the $11 mark. So that was the double there for the David Rewald-Tessa Townsend combination, but the earlier double had come for Tyler Leslie. We mentioned Fab's Cowboy at the beginning of the show, but Tyler had kicked home Patrick O'Toole's really, really good. And that was interesting because the first two races, the horses sat off the pace, Fab's Cowboy just off the leaders, but really, really good came from the tail of the field. And the Seamus Award mare stormed down the centre of the track and got the better of Solash. It also came wide and Mustafa, a much improved run, with only a half-length covering those first few horses. And uh, Billy Johnson had the double as well. Uh, his double came with the irresistible, the um, ballpoint four-year-old having a first run for the stable and also first up since June, took the maiden over goal VIP, its first run for the Wes Irwin team back in the training ranks. Wes nearly got the win down by a head with missed benefits, only another head back in third place. So feature of the day, Fab's Cowboy back in winning form, 49 wins, 139 starts. And the other feature, of course, Palais dominating the Black Hall Cup for the uh, Country Cup's qualifier off to Brisbane and I'm sure Benny Waldron will be really planning that path now very carefully going to the final in Brisbane, Tony. We're past the halfway stage of the Country Cups Challenge qualifiers. Nine legs down and seven to come. This weekend, the Clifton Cup is the next leg. The following weekend, it's the Home Hill Cup for the Burdekin Race Club and the Yapoon Cup. On Melbourne Cup Day, the uh, Cumbia Cup is a uh, Country Cups Challenge qualifier race. That's on the 1st of November. The following Saturday, uh, Cooktown Cup and the Cunnamulla Cup. That Cunnamulla meeting, I think we had note there that that's... Uh, um, is that the one? No, that's the, yeah, going to be Cunnamulla now. That was the Quilpy meeting that was scheduled mm-hmm. for November 5 that has now been rescheduled to uh, race at Cunnamulla and will now feature the Cunnamulla Cup 
as a Country Cups Challenge qualifier as well as a Country Stampede qualifier of 1,000 metres being held at Kanamala that day. The last leg will be at uh, Roma on November 19. Amazing to think that we're only a month out to the Roma Cup. By comparison, Rob, we're sort of lopsided the other way. Only six legs comple uh, completed so far of the Country Stampede qualifiers and 10 to come. Uh, this weekend, Gladstone. Uh, the following Saturday, Bar Calden on a Melbourne Cup Day, Bundaberg. Saturday, November 5, it's Chinchilla, Morumbah and now Kanamala. November 12, we're back at Blackall as well as Ingham. And then November 19, a 1,000-metre open quality at Roma as well as an 1,100-metre open at Atherton. So there's still a lot of water to uh, travel under the bridge for the country stampede qualifiers. But one very impressive winner out of a stampede qualifier on the weekend came at Stanthorpe. And this horse now with three non-TAB runs, uh, I'm quite sure trainer John Dan uh, will have the tenor prime to complete its qualifying um, non-TAB runs after such an impressive win in the Stanthorpe qualifier. Coming around the corner, Peter Collada, the grey in front. The tenor is there to challenge, followed by Mossini. And then came Peachy's Dream. And further back in the field was New Alliance. Down the dip at the 200 and the tenor has gone through to take the lead clearly now. The tenor out in front. Peachy's Dream in second placing. But the tenor more than two lengths in front, holding Peachy's Dream. And then Mossini and the tenor. The tenor wins it easily. Peachy's Dream second, Mossini third, New Alliance fourth. Then came Mr Vista, who lost his spot coming up the hill. The tenor for Paul Hamlin and John Dan taking out the uh, the country stampede qualifier there at Stanthorpe on the weekend. Rob, and I was having a look at the uh, the tenor's record. I've got that many tabs open here on my screen at the moment. I've just got to find the right one out of the tenor. Uh, he's, uh, at this stage, had a fair decent career, 11 wins and nine placings out of his 40-start career. And as much as he's uh, been with Kelly Schweder and John Dan, spent some time with Charlie Hoffman before coming back to John, uh, he, I think he does qualify because... When I had a look back through his uh, winning record, he did have a couple of wins around Toowoomba and Ipswich, but they only come up as provincial meetings. Mm -hmm. And when he last won a metropolitan race, it's outside of the uh, the conditions. He won at Eagle Farm back in August of 2019, and you need to have cleared your metropolitan uh, runs, I think, uh, or the Metropolitan win has to be outside of... Let me just go to the official link he, there. He may just have only three non-tab runs, I think, Tony, but that he'll be, be able to problem. qualify easily yeah. that, with that. Must not have won a Metropolitan more. race in the period uh, 1st of December 2020 through to the 30th yep. of November this year. So he's going to squeeze in there. Just a matter now of whether he can rack up the uh, the non-tab ones. And I think he, he'll be OK because the one at Ewan, uh, when... Uh, uh, he went from um, Ewan to Toowoomba, Gold Coast, Sunshine Coast, Flint and Gundawindi, uh, and so forth and so on. So Stanthorpe, Gundawindi and Flinton will all qualify as country starts. Ewan on the 24th of September is the day that you need to scrape in. He has to have had the five country starts between the 24th of November last year and the 23rd of November this year. So he's got four from my record. Oh, he's got four. Yep, and it won't take long to get another one under the belt because I'm sure John Tan Dan will plan that perfectly and he's won from uh, 870 to 1200 this horse the finals over 1100 and he's won on soft tracks he, he loves the soft tracks in fact um so this is a horse of real interest to watch with a uh, 25 percent plus win record to his name and, and paul hamlin in great winning form and he's got this association going and might be uh, a case that he'll continue on with this horse but Peachy Dream Massini into uh, second and third. So watch out for the tenor. Uh, he's one that's really going to be going um, forwards. And, of course, the Stanthorpe Cup was the other one uh, where it was the Country Cups qualifier and dream timer for Kevin Kemp and Montana Sava. 
defeated Military Kings, which had won at its last start. And uh, Cappuccino, good form race this one. But Tony, I'm pretty sure Dream Timer is another one that's going to struggle in terms of those non-tab runs uh, after winning at Toowoomba two back. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting, as we outlined before, just uh, making sure to see who's going to be qualified and who's not. We'll be keeping a close watch in the weeks ahead on the other qualifications there. And thank you to Cole Truscott and the RQ team for keeping us up to speed with all of that. But it's going to be a little tricky for some of these ones just to ensure that they do qualify in these last couple of weeks. Yeah, well, we'll watch closely with uh, Dream Timer to see the path that Kevin Kemp um, plans there. But uh, on the day, the other race uh, race results on the day are the five-race program. Mar Precious, the Mar Azara for Tony and Maddie Sears. First up for a year, marvellous training performance. Rhiannon Payne boots at home over Buckley's and uh, head of Vegas. And uh, a horse that's gone from strength to strength with the change of stable to uh, William Crop at its last two wins. Pretty Piper, two in a row now uh, for the top echelon mare. Uh, over certain and uh, Pennyworth and the cutest money going off in that particular race and uh, the Corey Gearin stable Corey and Kylie and by the way in the new race magazine features a big story on Corey Gearin um, they had a win with Dream Seeker one of the uh, Kobe O'Brien racing team uh, horses and of course I think there was a fair bit of a plunge go on with this after one at Eidsvold last run the Rubik four-year-old and it got up by half a length over Lyric Lass and Miss Juvenile. So that's stable. The gear and stable going well, and the ownership group of um, Kobe O'Brien going extremely well. But uh, the two key feature winners coming out of the meeting, the Tanner and uh, Dream Timer. And, uh, of course, we had uh, other cup meetings that uh, continued on on the weekend. And uh, one with the name Baringa. You might wonder where the Baringa Cup is run, but it's run at Mitchell for the Maranoa Diggers Race Club. And Matt Crop and Johnny Rudd combined with a good win with Coins Road. Tango Tino in front from uh, Tycoon Zip and Coins Road getting up along the inside and uh, not far back there is He's Home followed by Oakfield Target and uh, around the outside at this stage would have been uh, uh, forged in stone in the straight and Tango Tino's got a kick. Coins Road the immediate danger and coming right down the outside is He's Home. He's Home out after Tango Tino and Coins Road. But Coins Road's the one. Coins Road has defeated Tango Tino. Lost the jockey at about the 400 mark. Coins Road there taking out the Baringa Cup with our apologies for the uh, little break-up there at the end of Peter Flynn's call. It looked like a big crowd there on track, Rob, with the regional cast uh, Facebook coverage on the weekend. And I'd say that might have been affecting the uh, data signal and the uh, internet coverage there. But the Baringa Cup, I remember from my days at Roma that back in those days, the uh, local Shire Council was known as the Baringa Shire before it all merged and became Maranoa Regional. So it's uh, uh, certainly a, a local name there that's been around for many, many years and great that they're still honouring the Baringa Cup by maintaining that name. And great to see Mitchell race. I know they've had some dramas there with the track and wet weather uh, for some of their recent meetings. They only get one or two a year, so it was great to see them be able to go ahead with a big crowd there on the weekend. Oh, yeah, it's great. It certainly is, Tony. And Coins Road is developing a bit of a good record, too. Eight out of 30 for the Spirit of Boom. And Matt Crop, of course, travelling around the country. And Johnny Rudd knows these tracks extremely well. It had come off a third at uh, Tara last run. And Tango Tino had won back in Alpha over a long journey. So uh, over 1,200, it was a good run by it with He's Home, uh, one of the favoured runners into third. And it was a close finish across the board. And I haven't heard about Amy Graham, uh, what condition she was in after that uh, tumble from Tycoon Zip. But earlier in the day 
uh, Amy had produced a, uh, a winning double with uh, Menindi, a very promising horse coming off a second in Longreach and a, a win at his last start and now at uh, Mitchell. One to follow, I think, for Wayne Baker, this horse. Early plea second. I love this hippie third. And then Amy combined with Wayne Baker for their double with Bonnie Ev, the Bonhoeffer, having its second run for the stable over King Coney and Roots and Rocks. And uh, a day of doubles across the board. Sarah Robbins uh, in great driding form. Uh, Lisa McGee's horse taught Northern Water, which had come at uh, Junder and won two back over Gazman and Bubble Bath in the Class B. And then An Achiever Lad for Sarah and Matt to give Matt Crop the double over Buddy Ollie and Waitekeri in the uh, benchmark 55 with the other winner uh, coming on the day for Ben Waldron, that two-venue double I mentioned earlier, Todd Banks with Queen of the South, the Corocio, having its first run for the stable over the Will Loudon runner, Ombre Valente, and himself in third. But hopefully Amy Graham's all well coming out of that, Tony. I haven't heard anything in regard to that. And also our wishes to Jason Babarovich after a couple of tumbles at Mount Isa at the TAB meeting. I haven't uh, quite heard if he's OK. He went off to hospital for observation. So hopefully all, all well with Barra. That uh, Mount Isa program yesterday, uh, Les Huddy Memorial Bracelet was the feature taken out by Teddy Mercury for the Ballards, Denise and Keith combining there and uh, winning doubles on the day for Terence Hill and Tanya Parry combining for a duo, as did Ian French and Justin Borden. A couple of the others that we wanted to catch up on. Uh, Ryan Wiggins has had a, a big week. He had a double Thursday at Townsville. I also had a treble at the uh, St Peter's Day at Rockhampton on Saturday. Uh, at Rocky also Saturday, Malaya Castle and Ricky Vale with doubles. Jake Malloy with a treble at Toowoomba on Saturday. And Kilcoy on Friday. The Spring Cup was won by the Paul Jenkins-trained Atlantic Royal with Robbie Frant in the saddle. And a day of doubles there. Kelly Gates and Brendan Jones combining for a, a, a duo, but also Tiff Brooker and Matthew Powell riding a double of that program. So well done to all of those uh, jockeys and trainers with their multiple wins there at the TAB programs through the week. Yeah, and talking or continuing with that trend of doubles and trebles, when you looked at the uh, Wandai meeting, and I do apologise, I don't have my full notes here for Wandai, but uh, Lily Barr dominating the meeting, the three-kilo claiming apprentice. She combined with Charlie Henry with Take Me Out Back. A horse has got a bit of ability, and I think Charlie Henry's had a, an opinion of this horse from the word go. Peter Blackwell, Dulat, uh, Marsh Tanaga. Boy, oh boy, it's, an, it's a dream come true if you have to call these names, Tony, in a, in a, in a race, I think. Um, I know Josh Fleming uh, manages to do it <laughs> with a true professionalism as always, but it'd uh, be a nightmare, I think, to get some of them if you've got a few in the same race. But Peter Blackwell uh, does a great job with that team of runners and uh, got the win over Ivan S and uh, bring the romance. And uh, Lily's other winner came, as I scroll down, with Leonard Moore. Now, this was in the feature, the Wandai Cup, an open handicap. It wasn't any qualifying leg, but not liable. A horse that's always been in good form over the journeys and too strong in the end for the Trevor Thomas uh, Bellicose and Daunting Warrior. And then the um, the trainer jockey and Chelsea jockey, of course, in Tropics, too uh, easy a win with uh, Whistling Ruler in about over five lengths, in fact, over Rashid. And the other winner, Jackie Crompton with Ben Moffat with a Foxy Rose over... Uh, Dinny's a prospect, uh, or Dinny's a suspect, and Mr. Mr. Maharaj. So Lily Barr in great winning form. And probably, Tony, one of the positive, real positives out of the weekend, we've known the Ewan Carnival has two days in the past. Well, they've also got this extra race day. I'm not sure if it was a transferred one or anything like that, but it was so good to see Ewan with its facilities uh, 
having this extra race day up there in North Queensland on the weekend. Yeah, Graham Cleesey with a, uh, a winning double to that program. As you say, no real features out of it, but uh, great to see them uh, not just race with just the amateurs programs and great to see that that's uh, continuing to get the tab coverage for the Cup Day on the Friday and they still have the two-day carnival there, but wonderful to see uh, extra additional meetings for a track like that. Yeah, Graham had those winners for Benny Williams on Kiss Me Later with the cutest money going off and with Keely Sun for a Ricky Grudge. Um, and, of course, the other winners of the day there, Frankie uh, Edwards for Terry McGovern with Purple Hat, the Furnaces Mayor over Who Be That Now and Shadow Show. And Jim Jackson had a good win with Will Beat It, won the Twin Hills race uh, at its last run, the Wicked Style over Tempo and Travers with the final race on the program. Oh, here's a good result. Keep on loving you came off came off the um, third at Cloncurry when ridden by Jay Doolan, who has just texted me to say that it's a second Ewan meeting as the transferred Charters Towers as it disappears off my screen. Uh, the transferred Charters Towers meeting, um, she mentions Tony, and she wrote, keep on loving you for third in the uh, Cloncurry uh, Cup. And uh, it defeated Jack as own in battle. So good to see that form from the Concurry Cup moving forward and getting the win there at Ewan uh, to give them uh, the final race on the program for that transferred meeting from Charter Towers. Isn't it great we can get this information through <laughs> in real time to make sure we've got the right info, info for our listeners? We love live radio. We've got a dash because we're a little over time this morning, but looking ahead to this week, following on from the tab meeting today at Cairns, Gatton on Thursday, Mackay on Friday and Toowoomba Saturday, it's Palarenda Stakes time at Townsville. The two-year-old fillies and the two-year-old Colts and Gelding step out at Cluden on Saturday. Isis Downs Ross Cup Day at Isisford. It's Gimpy Cup Day. The Country Stampede Qualifier heads to Gladstone. The Country Cups Challenge Qualifier heads to Clifton for their cup program. Uh, the Charleville meeting has been rescheduled to St George, so they'll be racing on the weekend, as are Richmond. And hopefully those race meetings will get through with some of this wonderful weather around. But email me at barkersnews at optusnet.com.au for any great information on country racing. Back next week to do it all over again on Bushbeat, Tony. Good morning to you. Good morning, listeners. Good on you, Rob. Thank you for that. Thank you too, Rob Luck and Peter Rowe, for joining us on Bushbeat. And we'll be back again next Tuesday, rounding up all of the country news once more here on Radio Tab.